Welcome to the Business and Barter Show. My name is Mike Wixon, and right there is Mike Muzzin. He is an expert, my friends, in uh, many things. Sports, comedy, uh, being a darn good friend. But uh, above all else, he is an expert in barter and business. And that's what we're here to talk about today. So thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening to the show. If it's on YouTube, hit the button. Uh, it's like a bell in the top right corner, and it'll let you know every time this show's up there. Hello, Michael Muzzin. Hello, sir. Good to see you. I um, it's I was thinking driving over to the studio today. It's been a while since we've done this. Like yeah. this is, I was thinking about August was like I think we did a show in August, and then September was an absolute blur. I was traveling, uh, seeing our clients in the Vancouver area, and uh, that cross country trip was quite eventful, and. Um, it's just been it's just been a blur the whole whole thing. Oh my sweet little man, uh, you're right. We didn't do anything in September except for this, and we did one in August. But it has been uh, for good reason. Everybody seems to be back to life to some degree. Um, yeah. Although as, I can't wait to talk about this, uh, the passport thing with regard to vaccines. But uh, we've had a, a, a free period. It was almost like we had a recess <laughs> from COVID this summer. A uh, COVID and this show, but we're yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, man, for coming in and uh, doing this. Let's let's recap a couple of things. What's been sure. going on over there at ITEX in the month of September? Hiring, hiring, and more hiring. <clears throat> so I got the job. Not, not that in this kind of hiring. Not that hiring. Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, it's been... <laughs> You're hilarious. No, it's, uh, it's good. We've brought in a couple new teammates on board. We have another one starting next week. We're excited to get that going. And a lot of it has been, in some respects, timed with sort of a September back to work kind of, um, you know, mentality or approach. So we're, we're quite excited about that. And the team is growing. That's a good sign as well. So we're, we're um, we got a lot going on, which is great. Awesome. Um, you know, it's funny that you say hiring because I wonder in business by and large, and please, you know, interact with the show uh, if, if you wouldn't mind and let us know. Feed, feed back your thoughts because we'll deliver them here. Yeah. I wonder if there is a hiring boom going on right now. <laughs> Uh, if there is a sort of a stall as we await what's about to happen in the province and in uh, at a federal level after an election, um, or do you think that do you think it is actually happening right now? So a, a few things, and I know we don't try to make this show too long, but we could we could be here for hours, quite frankly. So let me just answer it a few different ways. Um, and as you're asking me and bringing all that up, I'm like, oh my god, there's this, there's that, there's this, there's that. But here's what I would tell you. Um, there basically is, yes, a hiring boom, yeah. but like any basic economic uh, understanding of supply and demand, there's little supply. Huge demand, little supply. You're seeing unprecedented things, everything from signing bonuses for frontline uh, restaurant food workers. I, I see the look on your face and, and you're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, it's legit. And it's a major, major problem, especially in the smaller markets yeah. because some people, so many people are either not going to work because of CERB or they were getting some kind of cash money or they're, um, you know, um, not participating due to COVID. There's yeah. so many factors, uh, but the first two, the aforementioned, if you will, the, those guys are the, those are the ones that are it's the biggest issues. I, uh, I have to say that it, it seems like a lot of uh, contract positions I'm hearing about that are six and, and uh, you know, 12, 12 month contracts. Um, which is different for people because not only do you have to register your own business to do that, but you're responsible for many things in your own life from taxes to uh, benefits to all of that are, are sort of, that's a whole new spectrum uh, for, for people to deal with. And so there's going to be that transition. The other thing that I, I'm noticing is um, 
and I, I worry about the restaurants uh, still because of the rules. Uh, yes, we've, we've, we've adapted to a little bit of takeout and uh, curbside pickup, but they want to get back to business. And uh, I spent three weeks going to an amazing restaurant locally here in South Etobicoke. And then suddenly the other day I showed up without my documentation printed uh, for them to see that I had been vaccinated. And I, I was refused bacon and eggs. So, and I watched that happen to several people. And and do you want? I guess we're not. I was going to say let's do a shameless plug, but I guess we're not doing that. <laughs> oh <laughs> no! You know what? I uh, <clears throat> for the restaurant, uh, they are just an amazing group of people. The restaurant is incredible. Uh, you know, you're, it, you're pointing here. Is it Jody's? No, Sunny Morning, and and uh, just a a great breakfast spot uh, just off the, on the Queensway. Uh, oh, near Canadian okay, Tire. yes, and uh, oh, I know where that is. Right, okay. really fantastic. Yeah, uh, top notch. So, but of course now they're under. Uh, a mandate, not a law, a mandate to, uh, to to make the restaurant safe through this manner. And I watched it turn away a lot of people. So a couple things about that, and it's related to what we just talked about, but here's what's happening. So when I was in BC, they already had their program in place for a, a, sort of a vaccination certificate, prove, it's, uh, prove you got two shots kind of scenario. Yeah. And so, and now we're already seeing it here just within days of it being um, enacted here or started here. The... Um, I guess a couple of things in that one, some establishments are just cutting out in-room dining and it's, and they're just staying with a, a takeout, uh, pickup option. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that, and I actually thought this would be the case a few months ago because of the, just the liability. Why would they want to go and hire staff? No, entirely. They're going to, they're going to do less volume, but yeah. they're probably going to make more money. Yeah. And yeah. that's the reality that they're, that they're dealing with because of this. Now think about the impact of that because it won't be long before they say to the landlord, we don't need this kind of square footage. We're going to ghost kitchen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're going to ghost kitchen. They're going to want industrial units. Yeah. They won't even necessarily want a storefront. They won't need seating and they won't even be, it won't even be the independents. I think it'll also end up being some of the chain. sort of the chains or the brands that we're really, really familiar with. Somebody told me that um, investing in uh, public pizza companies is a good way to go because they are about to ghost kitchen and take retail away entirely from that industry. Like they have no need uh, to have storefronts aside from prep areas. And, uh, yeah. a- and apparently that lowers the quality of what they can serve. So to ghost kitchen, major pizza chains, uh, Papa John's is one of the ones I'm hearing in the U S yeah. And, and that's why I'm saying that you might also put them in industrial units. Yeah. Um, where, where, and it's actually, it's a good segue because, you know, I actually came up, I came across a, an article yesterday about the, just the, and it, we've talked about this quite a few times, but the office vacancies, like in mm-hmm. commercial buildings. And yeah, I believe they're going to retrofit. And that started to happen now. Some of these commercial buildings into condos. But Let's put a pin in that. Cause I want to come back to that topic too, about retrofitting, but yep. Okay. Um, and we, we, I don't know if you remember, we did talk about that. We did. Yeah. It was, it, we wondered. Uh, because that loud, was my, yeah. one of my first sort of early um, predictions was that the, because of the working home and, and offices moving to a hoteling or, or kind of like a, um, just a, um, a skeleton staff because people are working from home and switching. Right. And yeah. even my wife now, she's doing one day a week. Boy, it makes office 146 downstairs here uh, <laughs> seem like a really good idea. I, huh? I just said it uh, to Brian, our friend Brian down there, uh, that very same thing a couple of days ago for a project that we're going to work on, which I'm not ready to talk about on the show yet, but it's coming. Tell us on the show if you wouldn't mind. 
I will okay. when 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 the time comes. I'll tell you off air, but you know, you just have to say it like a broadcaster. Of course, sometimes people course. just leak it out. Oh, <laughs> that's how it happens. Uh, just just read your local Reddit, and I'm sure you'll find it. Um, listen to this. Uh, this. Here's the headline: Office vacancies at highest levels since 1994. Uh, in 1994, people were jumping out of their office towers yeah. trying to get out of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a, um, if you think about it, this is, uh, and I remember, I remember the sort of the dip of 1994. I guess I was a kid uh, to some degree, a uh, young, young man, but it was devastating. I yeah. mean, what happened to real estate alone um, was ridiculous. And, and I'm noticing real estate already is stalling. Yeah, there are certain segments. I mean, I think geographically, there's going to be obviously protected areas. And as soon as it's close to the water, you're probably fine. In fact, you might even see increases. But you're starting to see now, especially with, you know, um, CMHC coming out with what they're coming out with. There's a lot. There's a lot. Happening Why? What are they coming the out with? Help me out. Well, no, they're talking about increasing mortgage limits or sorry, decreasing mortgage limits. Oh, uh, yeah. And capping. Yeah. Oh, and, and of course, now you have to pass a stress test as a, as a first time mortgage. A, a, any mortgage. Uh, makes you pass the stress test, and if you haven't got it, then you have to come up with a huge amount more money. That's right, and there's yeah. and and that's more what I'm referring to. But there's there's obviously always, as we always know, there's the first time home buyers, but now you're you're delving into the other kinds of home buyers, and they're going to really make you pass the test. Like yeah. you're going to have to be able to pay for that home. Yeah, um, yeah. And then of course, um, you know, overseas, we've watched the collapse of the largest real estate, um, I guess, gambler uh, on the planet, and and it's. It's having a devastation of about you know eighteen trillion dollars globally uh, that this company collapsed in the way that they did. Yeah. So and I think they basically and I haven't read the latest, but I believe they got sort of saved with bonds, right at the end. Well, they have a bond scheme that nobody knows is legal or not, and by the time this airs, maybe they've they've ratified it that. Out. But uh, it does seem to me that uh, as I put is a it, pin is in Evergrande, is that how you say it? Uh, Everglade. Uh, Everglade. Everglade. I think is what it was, Everglen or Everglade. Anyway, the, the the basically what they do is they they uh, post buy um, based on plans, and if the building doesn't go, then they they take the loss. But by and large, they they get away with owning huge amounts of real estate and then controlling entire blocks and major cities. I don't even know if it should be legal, but whatever. Uh, having said that, <laughs> uh, I'm getting flashbacks to like uh, to like 2012, uh, kind of, or sorry, 2007, um, 2008. Uh, real estate, you know, it, hurdle. There's going. Listen, if we don't think that the the commercial world is built on the same premise, oh, uh, real yeah, estate sure. wise, it just hasn't hasn't come to roost yet because it's not a it's not a huge story. There's way more consumers than there are commercial real estate deals. So, but it's out there. I guarantee it. And this is one so so big call. So to your point, for those that maybe aren't aware or want to become, you know, maybe a little bit more educated about it from an entertainment perspective. Uh, take two hours of your day and go watch The Big Short and, mm. and um, one of my favorite movies in the business world for sure. Yeah. But go watch that and, and you know, get to learn a little bit about how this is all really working behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, so, it, it, and, and I, would, I would agree with you that the uh, transfer of this space, uh, the transition or pivot with real estate from commercial to residential, it, it's a great idea until apparently you drill down and realize the buildings are not made for that. They aren't. The, the plumbing is not made for that. The hydro is not made for that. Uh, they're not equipped to put in, you know, 170 kitchens where there was offices before. Um, and, and just small things like that, retrofitting these buildings, in some cases, is just not, not possible. I agree. 
I, th there's certainly going to be cases where it's not possible, but where I think it can do a couple things is one where it is possible, they should consider doing it. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it can't be sort of a modified retrofit where you say you're not going to fully retrofit to consumer, but maybe it's some kind of retrofit that would encompass putting the, the amenities needed that would make it workable. And then the second thing is, is that does it then help solve a potentially solve a, an issue regarding housing in the city, which if we're, we're going to use the word mandates again, has been mandated to uh, sort out housing by increasing density. Yeah. So does that help and, and fix that problem? I'm, I think it does. But in, to your point, I don't know if it's going to be the case in every single building that's running into this problem. Uh, you know, I think you're right. I think a percentage of them will probably be uh, be, be feasible. Uh, then, of course, people are leaving the city in droves anyway uh, for greener, more airy pastures and places that are more allegedly affordable. So uh, all of this still up in the air. The one thing that I am noticing for sure is uh, retail came back pretty strong. The shopping malls seem to be pretty busy at the moment. Uh, many of the places that you can go to outdoors, I'm noticing the distillery district in Toronto, uh, you know, um, out in Niagara, uh, Niagara Falls was bustling when I was there about a week ago. Uh, these various places that we need to get back out to, we are. Yeah, no, and that's great. And it's great to see. And I saw the same thing when I was in the various cities I visited in, uh, in BC and seeing it here too. The one thing I, one thing we don't know is how that's going to change now that the vaccine passes or passport thing is is here. Mm -hmm. You know, what does that look like for them? What does that look like for tourism? I mean, remember, the border is still closed for Canadians trying to get into the United States. All those people who want to get to Target and Buffalo, you can't go yet. Yeah. Right. So what does that look like? Because now it's basically um, no access till October 21st and they're going to revisit. So what does that look like? I, we don't know. You know, yeah. there's still a lot that remains to be seen. And we might get some answers by the time this airs. I'm mean, it takes, what, a couple of days. But the point is, is that we really don't know. There's a lot of unknown. Okay, and, we had, and, you're right. We had, we've had an extended period of time that just going back and forth over the border should be propping our economy a little bit here in Ontario and in different other border cities. Um, well, they can come here, right? But it's keeping our dollars here as well. Rather of course, than rather than leave. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be curious to see what the, the fallout of that is. Now, we've just had a federal election. Um, how do you feel, Mike, about, uh, first of all, the prime minister calling an election? Well, you know, he was pretty confident he was going to get a majority, huh? I, it certainly looks that way. For, you know, for all intents and purposes, it really does look that that was the play. And um, now, remember, this is the second election in a row that they actually lost the popular vote, I mean, the Liberal Party. Yeah losing the the popular vote which i thought was quite interesting meaning you know it's just so it's it's a minority but it's you know by the by the uh by the thinnest of margins if you will they and, often tightrope a government they've done this multiple for, times yeah of course um and i and i the, i think from sort of after the fallout there's been a lot of talk about the why it was a 610 million dollar price tag it wasn't cheap for basically to end up with almost the exact same result what I think it shows us is that, you know, a lot of people have said, well, it's time to, you know, renew and move forward and so on. But I think it was more strategic on the Liberal Party's part to gain five years of power rather than have three years left. Well, I mean, we could have a uh, we could lose confidence in this government. That's one thing that I think could happen. Uh, you know, all we need is a couple of ministers to 
to turn coat, and um, before you know it, there's a lack of, lack of confidence in our in our government. I, I just think, uh, look, I'm just going to be dead honest with you. I'm tired of Trudeau. Just I don't want to see him anymore. I just would love a new face. But but do I think anything major is going to come of this? Yeah, I think that the whole government is stalled for another three years right. of of uh, lackluster approach and self promotion because that's all they have left to do. So a couple of things about that. Um, they've sort of, get, again, given themselves sort of a five-year renewal period, if you will. Now, whether they use the full five years or whether we call them out, I say we, but like, you know, uh, others call them out and uh, have a non-confidence situation going on that would reduce that five years. That could happen, of course. But what's interesting about it is this is the third win and Trudeau's been in power for six years. That means he's averaging an election every two years. Mm-hmm. Also worth noting or reminding others that no prime minister has won a fourth. There's been a few that's won three, but no one's ever won a fourth. By the time you're calling a fourth election, uh, or you, you arrive at the fourth election, come on, we, we're, ti- we're tired of you putting us through it. The other thing is, let me ask but you this. Usually that's 12 years. Usually that's 10 to 12 years, okay. not six. I would almost rather, this is, this is a, just a hypothetical. Let's say that they weren't four years, but six, like let's say Mexico does, or other, you know, the number of countries go longer term. Okay, at least something gets done. At least, you know, there's a check and balance in in a three-party system where over that period of time, something could get done. Whether you liked it or not, there was a constant battle over the topics that we were trying to get done over a 10-year period. Six of those is pretty good for keeping a focus. Uh, I don't know. Something, it just feels to me like a, a very contrived way to control a country yeah yeah and, and then it, to top it off sorry mike i got very excited here no 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 please go on i i i'm just i'm listening to what you're saying and this is obviously such a, a passionate topic right now for so many so please well it's just incredible to me that he calls an election we can't even go to schools to vote so in places like vaughn and a number of places around the gta for example in ontario you were lined up for as long as two hours to vote and the polls closed with people still standing outside you can't tell me they didn't because i witnessed it yeah. Yeah. No, no, that was terrible. And, and on top of that, um, and that's an elections Canada but it, law like ele- or rule. But it, yeah, but elections Canada had not, they couldn't do anything. The I understand. said no. I understand. Um, and the prime minister said, I don't care. Let's still have an election. At, at that point, why didn't the prime minister say, okay, we don't have the means for elections Canada to execute this election. We're going to hold on until yeah. we get to here. Well, and, and think of it from, from the West. I mean, it's decided as it is almost every single time. It's decided for Al- like Alberta and BC and yeah. those kinds. Of, like they don't even need to vote. No, it's it's uh, it's just the counterbalance that's right. constantly anyway. And that's the electrical reform that people are talking about that still isn't being done. Here's what I would say, and I know we're probably going to say way out of this, but here's what I would say: for all the chaos that's occurred, especially in the last eighteen months, I really do. I think a lot of people are in this boat too. You come to learn and appreciate you know, simplicity and want to be just left alone to raise your family and live your life. And whether that's COVID impacting that or that's a government impacting that doesn't matter. That's where I'm at. You know, I just want that. And you know, it's funny, you know, you asked me about, you said, you called me, you said, I'm a libertarian. Do you remember you said that? About, <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. I was joking. I was kidding around. I don't think I'm that far in that direction, well, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not that, I, I certainly share some. You have mellowed. Yeah, but I, I certainly I certainly share some of the traits, yeah. but I wouldn't say that I'm full in that direction. The other thing is, is um, you know, we saw a lot of, 
of pe- people are using the term vote splitting. And I, and I did sort of a rough number, but there was at least, and, I, and someone did the full math, there's 24 ridings. Did you hear, you know, yeah, there's yeah. 24 ridings where if they, that vote didn't go, say, to the PPC in this case, that would have been 24 more seats for the conservatives. That, Absolutely. That is, a close, that is a close election. That, by the way, leads itself into a majority PC government next time in my prediction. Well, and it tells me that the conservatives, as the, as the opposition, they need to unify the party. They need to find a way. Now, I think right well, now... the PC parties really, they became a very, very... Uh, a much more liberal PC party under O'Toole by the feel of it. You but know? that was that was a strategic, um, st- like you know, that was a strategic move by the conservatives. Whether that was you know that people Reality. will say now that it was uh, the wrong move, but that was a cons- I don't think that was so. a strategy that was no. a strategic approach on their part. I, I think that uh, they kept the margin slim on the basis of that campaign. So you're saying that if they had gone more of a traditional conservative They would have strategy. had a lot of problems. Right. Yeah. And especially O'Toole. He just, you know, he comes off like a, um, a rich white guy. And it's very difficult in my mind for people to get their heads around that unless he sounds like he's on their team. And he really seemed to be, to be honest with you. Okay. He, I think he gained more favor as the election went on, as the as that yeah. 36 days went on. He forward. made a few mistakes along the way. He made them early and got them out of the way. But... Um, Anyway, nobody threw stones at him. That's true. <laughs> nobody had what uh, our friend Trudeau was, was dealing with in, in terms of his appearances. That was pretty unprecedented as far as I'm concerned. But what I would say is is that the conservatives need to go back. It's, now it's, an, it's funny. Now it's, a, uh, now it's a politics show. But the conservatives need to go back, and they need to then revisit and say, okay, where do we go from here? Do we keep O'Toole as leader of the party, or do we try to unite the party with PPC? Do we try to find a person? Um, because maybe it's maybe it's a female that should lead that party because then do, do, do they go get the female vote next election? Like it's, there's a, a number of things that I think Conservative Party needs to, you know, address internally before, you know, they re- sort of re-strategize going forward. Because I think to your point, we could see three to five years from now, uh, no more than five, of course, but we could see an alignment election in, say, three uh, years. I, I think in three years. <clears throat> I do, yeah. Were you looking something up? Yeah, man, I am. I'm looking up the hot sheet. Do you want to do some hot sheet love before we get out of here? We could do some hot sheet uh, love. By the way, we haven't done this yet. Unlimitedbarter.com uh, to find out more about iTex. iTex is where your business trades uh, with uh, product and services to get what you need for your business, for your life, and leave cash out of the equation. Um, it's a great way to do business while we're all doing a pivot and getting back to work. Let's check out the hot sheet for some hot sheet love. Sing it with me. Hot sheet love. Okay, well, don't sing it with me. Uh, a lot of stuff on this hot sheet that I love. All right. Love on love. Keep going. I love a good Le Chateau or Chateau, sorry, Chateau <laughs> Le Jardin, uh, breakfast, uh, sorry, brunch. brunch. Uh, they have a Thanksgiving brunch coming up. Sorry. I don't know why I, uh, I, I said breakfast. I don't know why you said Le Chateau. That's a clothing chain. Yeah. But if you, if you put on Le Chateau clothes and you go to Chateau oh, Le Jardin. That's a lot of Chateau. Uh, Yeah. You know what? And then on the way home, if you're still hungry, which you won't be, you can stop at Swish Chalet Chateau. Uh, okay, so I did notice this. Uh, they have uh, special occasions at uh, Le Jardin, uh, always provided a good brunch. This time, am I to understand you can order this in advance and then take it yeah. away? Yeah, you can. Um, and that's a great option because so many people are obviously, 
in a position where they don't want to go out and sit in uh, sit in a venue. So the takeout option is there for people to take advantage of. Yeah. Uh, also on the uh, hot sheet, uh, I've been using these for some time. Promo item gum pack sleeves. So in other words, you 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 go, you buy the gum, you know, and uh, it's like the extra packs of gum. Uh, and uh, you and I have both done these for promo. Uh, yeah, items. in fact, I, I, yeah, we have ours uh, laying around in the office. So yeah, I know for sure. And it's great gum, and it looks great. And yeah. uh, you know, you were the one that really spearheaded that. So to your credit, well, you I, know, I, it comes with 10, 12 touches on that pack of gum. That's exactly it. They say if you if you put a promo item, you want people to at least put it in their hand three times. So this has twelve pieces of gum. Need I say any more? They put it in their purse, in their pocket, in their satchel. You're the only one who has a satchel. No, man. People have satchels. right. You and Indiana Jones. Me and Indy. Oh, Uh, and Joy Behar. Yeah. Veterinary services. Very handy. Can be very expensive. Do you need veterinary services? Available now in iTex. You don't need veterinary services? You have children. Not currently. Not currently. Um, Yeah, and for those that are fans of ivermectin, you can get it from your vet. (laughs) Sorry. I just want to throw that out there. I am a fan of ivermectin, so there you go. Not that uh, I use it personally. I'm just saying. I loved this when I read it. Um, Lost and found yoga. People loving yoga, getting back into shape and enjoying life. Um, that available right now. The other thing that I, I thought was really handy was uh, a bunch of locations to vacation. Uh, should we be able to get out there and do that? But certainly here in Canada, Montreal. I noticed South Africa on the list, which was pretty cool. Yeah, South Africa, France. We've recently had also Bahamas options, lots of Florida options. Tennessee, we got some great stuff. Uh, the Montana Montana Guest Ranch, Montana Hill Guest Ranch, I'm sorry, in BC, which which there's two-night and three-night packages, uh, which is fantastic, just north of Kamloops. Um, so there's option there. Uh, so lots of travel available, and um, we're laying the groundwork for our holiday season coming up, which is great, and more announcements about that and what's coming down the pipe in future shows. I see London. I see France. I see Michael's underpants. Thanks for joining us. Unlimitedbarter.com. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike.